Hi, this is Lekka. I'm Lucy Dearlove. This is part two of episode six. If you haven't already, please go and listen to episode one. I'm following Deepa Patel around Tutu Market eating all sorts of delicious food and I wouldn't want you to miss a thing. For those who are already up to date, a reminder that we've just left Bavins, custard apple in hand, and are about to enter Tooting Market proper to meet the infamous Valley, whose Filipino shop and cafe is the next stop on the tour. She and her friend Pearl are primed and ready to serve as lunch and chat Filipino delicacies and market politics. Quick note about some of the noises you hear during this part. There is a pet shop opposite Valleys with lots of caged birds, which we probably should have discussed and explained during the recording, but we did not. So just in case you're wondering about the tweeting, that's what it is. Custard apple all over my microphone. Oh no! <laughs> I normally carry around wet wipes with me and tissues, but I just didn't... Didn't even think. No. <laughs> yeah, it was unexpectedly juicy. I was, like, I, sort of was, I was expecting it to be sort of drier, weirdly. Yeah. Um, like new places that popped up with this place plot, which does modern British cuisines, but on like small plates, it's kind of... British food meets tapas, yeah. Yes, baby! Um, pedal back, which is quite popular. Yeah, I got. That's cycle shop slash Yeah, exactly. And here's one of the older fishmongers. Um, they're, yeah, they've been here for a few days. Oh, squid? January, and I must say, since then, the last the, the first two years, it was dead. But yeah. now it's like an emerging uh, hip hop place for young people. <laughs> I think they're trying. I think nowadays the trend is uh, street food. So fine dining, I think, is dying. That's what I thought. Because have you been here um thursday friday saturday night yes so busy in the evening so busy pack of young yeah. professional people yeah mm. yeah and are the people are coming here to your business no that's, no, that's why i'm having problem with the with the management because before all this new restaurant came along the management encouraged me to open this as a restaurant you know eatery because I have, I think, I'm one of the few who has the biggest space. Mm. So to, how do you call it, to maximize my space. And then they put this uh, shutter. It was there. Why did why they not put it there? Mm. So when they close it, I'm closed. You know, they isolate me. And then um, 
I don't know when, but they told me they will increase the the rent by 600 a month. Increase. And they just increased me last July by 200 a month. So in, in a year's time, it will be like 800 increase. It's like more than double yeah. of what I'm paying. Yeah. I started with 150. Now they would like me to pay like 400. So I don't know what's going to happen. But uh, I think they will increase the rent everywhere, not only me. But I think I'm the biggest increase because I have one of the biggest place. And uh, what is this? You, my husband was offering me money for me to shut my shop. And I don't want, the, I don't want to do it because um, what will I do? My youngest is still at the university. And I feel obligated to my people because the Filipino shop on the other market is he, he's definitely closing down next month, I think. He already, he already said goodbye to me. You know, there's like speculations. You know how, how people talk. But this, but this owner came to me last, uh, I think sometime in March, saying that, oh, please, Ate, Ate is like big sister. So Ate, please don't close, don't close down because of the people. And when, obviously, where will I get the 600 every month, you know? But I feel obligated to, to my people because where will they go? That's the yeah. thing. So it's not it's not just the groceries, it's the food, it's the food yeah. for the for the people in the hospital. Yeah, and also and the, then the remittance as well. Yeah. yeah. And you're the only one doing the remittance here. For Filipino chefs. So really, I mean, in a way to to maybe just help all the other businesses mm. that aren't open in the evening, mm. is it to come here and maybe support your business to kind of come and try Filipino food and yeah. Because it's like coming into someone's home, really. It's yeah. like coming into your yes, home, yes. get to talk to you, get to talk to Pearl, yeah. get to see all these ingredients, try, try yeah. food that you've never tried yeah. before. Yeah, that's why I keep on. Yeah. But then the population of, um, of Filipinos is increasing here, mainly because of the Are you hospital. telling me or you're asking me? Well, I'm just saying it's increasing, but then, like, if there's only one person supplying and, mm. you know... It wouldn't really make sense to just have one person. It would make oh, more yeah. sense to maybe have mm. more more shops. Yeah. Yeah, and also because uh, you know the restaurant in they would like to have more Filipino restaurant in the in the market. Mm. And somebody told me there will be another Filipino restaurant in the market. There's at the moment there's two of us. Mm. And when that little restaurant, very little, I know you know where you, where it is. It's there. Uh, the other way out, you know, the Philippine, the restaurants on the other side of oh, the market. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Side, there's yeah. one there, and it's quite small. Probably mm. only a quarter of my shop here. Mm. Mm. It's very small, but even then, it affected my daily customers. The only thing that I'm surviving because of my catering. Mm. I, I I cater companies now, so wow. Filipino Filipino company like yeah. Philippine banks that kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, and. Uh, yeah, I think that's that's what what uh, keeping me afloat, mm. and 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 I tried to have this uh, eat as much as you can, mm. and because I don't think I have enough exposure and manage uh, how do you call it marketing, it I end up throwing a lot of food. Mm. You see, so I think what I'm going to do it's like trial and error. Mm. So I think what I'm going to do I will do this buffet on weekends. 
right. Monday to Friday I will do this a la carte yeah. because from now on you know we just prepare it and then when then so and the problem with Filipino sometimes is that <laughs> we are funny people they said they will ask me have you got something for breakfast I said yeah I, I can cook you know our it's like you know it's like English breakfast you have to mm. cook it obviously and they don't want to wait but yeah. if it's already there they will ask you when did you cook that <laughs> you can never win <laughs> yeah and um but it's for me it's uh like uh, it makes me happy that i'm here but because of what is happening that is beyond my control mm. making me yeah because if my husband will not support me there's nothing i can do but i think he will because he doesn't want to go home with a depressed wife <laughs> <laughs> But you have to remember, in as much as I'm really happy to be here, I mean, you, ha I have to earn 600 to give it to them. Yeah. Mm. Do you understand what I'm that, saying? Yeah, no, that's hard. And I, but I wonder what's happening with, is it the same with all the other? Yeah, I think so, yeah, because uh, this one had a meeting with them, because these pet people, pet yeah. people, mm. They have a different kind of uh, contract with the management. They are leasehold, oh, uh, leasehold right. or whatever. Yeah, so they cannot increase their rates every five years. Whereas with us, who are just renting on a monthly basis, anytime they would like to increase your rate, there's yeah. nothing you can do. I mean, maybe if you guys get together mm -hmm. and then you mm. can start to, mm. to raise your concerns, I think mm. that because really, at the end of the day, you know, people come to tooting not because of the, the businesses down there, they come for to look to see all this, you know, the market, to see all the different itself. cultures, and, and the market wouldn't be in the market without the pet shop, without you guys, without the fruit and veg guy. If it all turns into eateries or it all turns into mm. coffee shops, then it's no different to anywhere else. Yeah. With the food that you sell here, if you want to tell, if you want to talk to, you know, because the people who who listen, they're probably young. They've never been to Tooting. They've never. They probably haven't tried Filipino food. Mm. If you want to tell people about the Filipino food, what would you what would you say? Okay, as I said, you know, for young people now, this the trend is like street food, isn't it? Mm. So in the Philippines, we have this uh, type of gathering where we call boodle boodle fight. Because what we do with all this, um, mostly it's grill. You know, we put like, sorry. Okay. <laughs> Let me switch this up. You know, with all this, we put like uh, in the middle of the table, we put like banana leaves, yeah, and then we put all the dishes in the, in the middle, and then around it is rice, different kinds of rice, boiled rice, uh, steamed rice, or fried rice, and then either then we give the the guests like a small plate to put the food there or oh, sometimes that's why they call it boodle boodle fight this one originated from i think military people in the philippines oh, yeah and we, we do a lot of uh grill and uh and obviously the the how they call it the noodles we have so many kinds of noodles that we and we do a lot of like chicken recipes and pork we don't do lamb so, but in this country i can do lamb but a lot of philippine people doesn't eat lamb as I said, my shop is like a trianero. Mm. Uh, that's why I keep on putting things around. 
you know, tomorrow I will move this table from there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> because you see, it looks it looks uh, spacious, but if there's people, it becomes mm. very tight. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I have somebody now, a young girl, who's doing my website, mm. my Twitter. I think uh, they did Twitter for mm. me. Yeah. But because you know, I'm an old lady, I do not know how it works. I never touch it since he did it for me because <laughs> I do not know what to do with it. So I have somebody who's. Uh, will manage it for me yeah no put things on it mm-hmm. i don't even know how to do upload or download i don't even know how to do well, that i'm sure you'll learn very quickly and then yeah. after that you won't be able to put it down you'll be yeah. treating the whole time yeah 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 uh, and, and also the thing is with the with the people in broadway market everyone supports each other so when you yeah. tweet something other people will retweet and yeah you know it's like a good way of getting getting word out yeah, about about the place. Um, so do you have any food now, or are you? All, uh, what do I have? Yeah, I do. You want to eat? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. This one is mung mung bean. Okay. Mm. And I did not put salt on it. So perfect. So this one's the pork and liver, right? This is seasick out there. A seasick. Yes. Yeah, seasick. Mm. Yeah. And. And then with cho- yeah, that's a uh, uh, roast pork. Mm. Oh yeah, so that's roast pork in the middle. And then what are these two? This one is pork. Mm. This is pork. This mm. is pork. Mm. Pork. <laughs> pork loving people. Oh yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And is this um, is mung beans and then bitter gourd? Yeah. It's like a. How's that? Yeah, sure. so it's kind of a little bit different to the gourd, the bit of gourd that I showed you. Mm. This one's like a, and it's like a little bit bigger than the bit of gourd. Let's try it. Oh gosh, that's oh. Good. Mm, yeah. I like mung bean. Mm. Yeah, that's really good. For, for the Indian, I like their dal. Mm. Mm-hmm. So good. Oh, I had this very, very spicy dal in. I don't know if you know that Motspur Park Indian uh, fine dining. Motspur mm-hmm. Park. Quite in a quiet street, but I'm telling you, that's full oh, every time. Mm-hmm. And I asked them, because my husband is Sri Lankan, so he mm-hmm. likes hot food too. Mm-hmm. So he said, make it hot, make it hot. Oh, <laughs> <my God. laughs> Make it hot. Too I can't hot. Eat. <laughs> too hot. Yeah, because in, in the Philippines they don't they don't have so hot food. Right? No, there there is a region like what Valley said. In Bicol, yeah. yeah, they chew they chew chilies there. Wow. <laughs> they chew chilies. We love food in our country. <laughs> As you can see in our. So when I first attended an English party here. <laughs> Seriously, and I didn't eat, and I thought, you know, it's a party. (laughs) Oh my god. Oh no, that's so disappointing. (laughs) I had only, you only normally have canapes, and that's even, isn't it? Like, Mm -hmm. just little bit of crisps. Oh my god. I think I got drunk too easy because (laughs) I drank, you know, with an empty stomach. Yeah. Yeah. The first time time in a club. Because even in the Philippines, club offer. Really? Oh yeah, my God. yeah. That's so good. I want that. Yeah, there is. You can have a. There's a section where you can still eat. No, they do. Yeah, yeah. 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 Mm. No, no, I mean, 
uh, they they come to you like in in trickles, but it's still something mm. to fill your stomach with, yeah, mm. not just small canapes. So when I first enter a club and oh no, we don't serve food anymore. Oh, yeah, it was so difficult to be mm. sick. And that's why everyone goes and gets a kebab. Oh. Yeah, 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 that's it, isn't it? Yeah. I really like to know how to cook this one. Because mm. the spice it's is nice, it's not too mm. hot, it's just like a really nice... It's just garlic, mm. onion, it's, it's a basic, mm. you know, for us. Garlic, onion, then you put your pork, mm. uh, fry it to a crisp, mm. yeah. Not to a crisp, but not too saggy, a little bit crispy. But I slice it like that, like, like thin. Mm. Yeah. Or a little bit bigger, sometimes if it's a home-cooked food. Mm. I, I do it a little bit bigger and then when it's nearly done you put some coconut oh. coconut milk so it's got coconut milk mm. inside it doesn't seem like I never so would much. have guessed that yeah yeah, yeah and then shrimp paste mm. and then chili and what kind of shrimp paste is it? is it like that one? Uh, yeah you can use that one or the other one the, um, yeah you can use that or this one, the other one, the flavored one, yeah. So in the Philippines, after I finished university, I went um, and did an internship. So that was like a, that was an amazing experience. That was just a bit of an eye opener um, to the Filipino culture mm. um, and Filipino food. Mm. And luckily because of what I was doing, I got to travel around quite a lot. Oh, cool. And because the Philippines is islands, like yeah. food is very different mm. all over the place and they're very passionate about their food they're like they're they're massive foodies yeah um and they love feeding people <laughs> which is perfect <laughs> right. for me yeah. <laughs> yeah so i lived i've lived in the philippines and my, my dad's also lived and my, my parents have lived abroad so mm. yeah i grew up in malaysia okay wow um and malaysia is also i think a very foodie place yeah. also different cultures eating a lot of different food um, and I think that's probably something that, you know, I think all my Malaysian friends are really good cooks, you know, and but there is just something about, it's like... It's very important. In yeah. Um, but then you kind of have, like, Chinese, Malay, Indians, yeah. you know, and then also you have, like, a lot of Western food. So it's kind of being exposed to all of that, um, which I think is is is... Is, has made Malaysia like one of the food kind of mm. destinations um, and then so my dad my dad was living in Ghana and I was working in a place like north of Accra called Kumati oh, wow. so I was working um, for a cocoa trading company <laughs> which meant that I was going out and about quite a lot um, and trying like proper good Ghanaian food oh, wow. And a lot of a lot of expats living in Ghana kind of found Ghanaian food quite stodgy, quite heavy, full of palm oil. But I think up north it was it was a lot more refined, a lot of interesting vegetables. So there is a Ghanaian shop mm. in in Tuting, which we'll go to. And actually, there's a Ghanaian dish called kenke, oh, yeah, yeah. hot kenke, and and that's like is it fermented maize? Yeah, it's yeah. fermented maize. Um, it's an acquired taste, but okay. I think everyone has to try it because it's it's one of those things that when when I first tried it, I didn't like it, but then I found myself craving it. Oh, so oh then wow. I'm not okay, sure if it's like the fermented flavor or if it's just. I maybe really did wonders for me, <laughs> but yeah, it's um yeah, it's quite interesting, but it, it needs to be tried. 
Um, and then, yeah, I've lived in Kenya. My my family are from East Africa. Mm. So I lived in Kenya. So I really, like, Kenya's, like, also a, a mix of cultures as well, especially on the coast. You have um, a big, like, Muslim, Ismaili mm. kind of community. Um, then you have Kenyans, but then you also have people from, you know, all over the world living there. A lot of Indians, because Indians came down with their... With the British Empire, so of course, yeah, you have different groups living there, and you have there is a there is a Somalian Kenyan cafe in Tooting, and there they do like samosas and they do Kenyan chai and Kenyan coffee, um, and they do Kenyan pilau, which is a bit like a biryani, okay, but it's like rice cooked with meat, and then you have like a salad on the side, um, so that's also, I mean, that's fantastic um where else have I lived I think that's it I mean I mean my parents um were living in in Burma as well so there isn't a Burmese restaurant here yet um but it, that that culture is quite interesting you know these markets they are they're probably or a lot of the shops they're open the week during the weekdays mm. And it's often the restaurants and the bars and stuff that are open later at night where they can really rake in all that money. Mm. So it's the shops that kind of have to rely on people who live around here more locally to kind of go in and visit them and maybe on the weekend maybe go and visit them. But mm. I I think if you're if you're a restaurant or if you're a bar or if you're a coffee shop, you're more you're you'll you'll be able to rake in that money. Yeah. Um, but it is it is the grocery shops. It's like all those kind of shops that are really, really going to struggle. Mm-hmm. And they are struggling right now. And if people would actually go in and support them as, as much as they support the restaurants and the bars, um, you, you'd have less of this, this competition. You know, you'd have people who are actually... Because, I mean, ultimately, I think you can find anything... Or everything that you could possibly want in tooting. Mm. I mean, I I do have to go into Sainsbury's sometimes. There's some things that you know are unavoidable, mm. and you have to go into Sainsbury's. But you know, like I, I now don't buy my soy sauce from from Sainsbury's because it's it's expensive mm. and you only get a tiny little bit. But now I go down to tooting and you can buy like a big, really good quality soy sauce for not all that much. Mm. I buy like you know I take a risk and I buy some funny vegetables every mm. now and then and then come back and cook them up and but I'll get recipes from you know the shopkeepers and they'll tell me it makes me, it fun. It makes it, yeah exactly and often I don't I don't think I I often go down into tooting and come back empty-handed. Yeah, I'm always like like oh that looks really cool I'm gonna buy that I've got to try that and you know. All that kind of stuff, so, yeah. This is ravi. Oh, I just love the way this looks. Yeah, it looks amazing. Um, So this is Mauritian. And it's like a little bit French, a little bit Indian, a little bit African, a little bit Chinese. You can see that the food. A little bit of everything. A little bit of... Hi, Ravi. How are you? Yeah, about a long time. Yeah. How's your, how's your, your little cool. association? Hiya. Hi, I'm Lucy. Nice this is nice Lucy. Lucy's, um, well, just 
kind of following me around. I'm taking around tooting. All right, bless you, man. Um, and going to loads different food places. Yeah, yeah. Surely. Let me allow you to give me my heart. Yeah, please. Can You're you tell me, can yeah. you tell me what you do? I'm just promoting Mauritian food, Mauritian culture, yeah. Mauritian taste. Let people know about Mauritian, and uh, it's a tourist destination. You might uh, decide to go down there for holiday. Why not? Yeah, why <laughs> yeah. not? So, what's Mauritian food thing? like? Uh, it's a bit a fusion of Indian and uh, Creole, Caribbean. Uh, we do a bit Frenchy on the pastry side. We do Chinese as well, like fried noodle, uh, rice, uh, dim sum soup. Yeah, lots of pakoras, Indian style, biryani, um, baguettes, yeah, sandwiches. So yeah, a lot of cakes, a lot of cakes, yeah. We do lots of wrap as well, dalpuri wrap, which is very famous. Okay, if you yeah. go Mauritius, if you're not eating dalpuri, you don't know nothing. <laughs> That's the basic to start with. Yeah, dalpuri roti. And then we got a special drink called aluda, which is like milk-based. Okay. This, uh, it's flavored, uh, you can make different flavors, strawberry, vanilla, almond, and then there's basil seed and jelly, make it fresh, refreshing. Okay, yeah, yeah. Cold, we serve that very cold. And some places they add ice cream scoop in it as well, like back home. It's really warm down there, so you can down that. Yeah, it's gonna <laughs> be a so bit odd too. to have too much. Like, it's like it's gonna be like a milkshake otherwise. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but back yeah. home it's hot, it's melting by the time you're drinking. Yeah. <laughs> can we, can we try something yeah. sweet? Yeah, yeah. sweet would be yeah. good. Uh, so what, what would you flip the leche without the, the, the caramel uh, flan? Yeah, what, what, what the would you one. recommend? Uh, well, um, I got the, um, the corn pudding at the back. The corn pudding, corn pudding yeah, that's, that's awesome. Really yeah, yeah, that's awesome. I've never had that. We get the uh, sponge cake, but this sponge cake is different compared to English type sponge cake. Yeah, it looks cake. different. It looks different. different. Yeah, the yeah. texture taste is different. Uh, yeah, that's a bit of it. Uh, that's a, it's like a muffin. It's like a muffin, but almond flavored. And we wrapped it up with coconut and put some buttercream on top of it. Look very beautiful. Yeah. The custard, the tart thing at the bottom. that's a creme pâtissière tart. It's like a French, French, French version. Yeah. yeah, it's super. That's tasty as well. Closing time. That's when you want to go home early, you know? Yeah. Always get dropped back. <laughs> Should we have the corn? The corn pudding? Yeah, let's yeah. have the pudding yeah. and something else. Another thing that you recommend? Oh, um, I'll make you try a piece, a piece of that. That's uh, sweet potato. Uh, it's got coconut inside, and I want to make you try uh, either a lot if you want to try one of the one of the and a slice of corn pudding. Okay. Would you fancy a drink? Yeah, sounds good. Yeah, yeah let's have a drink. You want the, last, the drink, the milky drink? You uh, okay with that, or you want? Sure, I'm yeah? gonna try that. Yeah. Yeah. You okay what? with that one? Yeah. You want yeah. the same, or you want to try different? What flavors? What flavors? I've got vanilla have? and almond. Should we get one of each? Yeah. Yeah, one, one vanilla each? and one yeah. almond. Okay, yeah. grab a seat. I'll get you served. Thank you. Yeah. Because I think teaching is a microcosm to what is actually happening on a greater scale yeah, around the U UK and yeah. around London. There is a lot of change, but teaching has been influ influenced by a number of different ways of uh, immigrants. So the Irish, um, you know, Indians, the people from the Caribbean. Um, and very, very recently, because of St. George's, you've got Filipinos there, you've got because of recent civil wars, you've got a lot of refugees coming in here. Um, you've got people from Afghanistan, you've got people from Somalia. And because of that, it is just, it is a melting pot of cultures, but there are all these different flavors and smells and tastes that are just waiting to be explored. 
they'll probably be there for a while before the next wave of immigrants come in and and it's just kind of capturing that moment I feel because it's like an ever-changing space um and so I wanted to introduce people to that but then also get a lot of local people's ideas on what their favorite places to eat were um what they would recommend or you know to tell me their story and their history of tooting so I did that I I contacted um Transition Town Tooting and because I've been part of Transition Networks before around the UK and um contacted them went to a meeting kind of told them very roughly what my idea was I didn't really have a plan but this I knew I wanted to do this and they kind of helped me formulate that a little bit better they gave me ideas they kind of told me about places that they would they would want to visit or their places that they would recommend and I got all of these down and then I started to plan a tour um I did a couple of informal tours for friends and friends mums and that kind of stuff and then after that I um, did a pilot tour. At the end of it, they gave me feedback. Mm -hmm. And then it was just from that feedback and kind of like figuring out whether it's something that I should price or not price and where would be appropriate to go and whether it should always be a standard tour or whether it should change depending on the people on the tour. I went back and then I created and kind of form formalized a lot of it. Um, and then that's how the tour started. So that, that the first tour was actually in... January oh sorry no it was it was in February um and so I do one normal or one kind of more basic kind of tour mm. which is open to the public which is on the third Saturday of every month and that is um it's a tour for around six to eight people I like to keep it quite small and intimate mm. um and I take people through tooting but a week before the tour, I'll ask them um, via email. I'll be like, what kind of food interests do you have? What are your dietary requirements? Very Because <laughs> then I can kind of, I can tailor the tour according to them. And I feel like people almost appreciate that more. Yeah. Um, so that's a big part of, of the idea of the tour. But then also a big part of it is also to keep it um, affordable. So I I realised that if I didn't ask people to pay, that I'll have people signing up and then no one showing up. Absolutely, yeah. So, <laughs> so I was like, okay, what's a good price? Ten pounds is a good price, um, and it includes all the all the all the tasters oh, along wow, the way. Okay. That for me means that I can give the the businesses a little bit of money, but then that also means that I can invest any extra money back into the tour. Um, I can give people postcards and, you know, kind of do something a little bit more and add a little bit more value to it. Thank you so much for listening, especially if you've made it through both parts of this episode of Lacquer. Huge thanks to everyone who I spoke to during this wonderful afternoon I spent recording and eating for this episode. There were lots of characters and stories I sadly didn't have time to include. Jelly coconuts from Colin at Sunshine Foods, Ghana and Kenke, Harrington's Pie and Mash, amongst others. The only thing I can possibly suggest is that you go on a tour yourself and experience it firsthand. I couldn't recommend it more. And the biggest thanks of all obviously have to go to Deepa. She herself is as interesting as the tour and the food history of tooting that she's so passionate about promoting. Wherever you are, wherever you're based, please try and make it to a tour and spend some time eating and talking with her. It's genuinely one of the best afternoons I've ever had, and while I hope I've captured some of its character here, it could never be as good as the real thing. You can find out more info and how to book at tasteoftootingtours.com. And thank you as ever to the amazing Ben McDonald, Lekker's resident illustrator, and he has truly surpassed himself for this episode. 
You can check out his bespoke illustrations centred around Deepa and Tooting on our Twitter, Facebook and Instagram at Lekka Podcast, where I would love you to follow us if you don't already. And if you enjoy Lekka, whether on our home audio boom, on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen, please do consider leaving us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. We would be forever in your debt. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you.